Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Abby. And I'm Amy, and we're pastors at Bethlehem Lutheran Church. This podcast is about the middle space in between Sundays. It's the place where we take our values, our faith, and our commitments into our everyday lives. Abby, you sang a song recently in church. I did. I did. I don't know if the congregation appreciated my message or they were just so surprised to hear me sing a cappella. I got a lot of comments on it. <laughs> well, I will let you know that after church that particular Sunday, I was with my own family and I started singing the song and muscle memory came back to me and I remembered hand motions that I learned. I think I have known that song, Put on Love Every Day, since I was probably about three years old. Hmm. I did not know there were hand motions because I can guarantee I would have used them on Sunday had <laughs> I known, because I, I love a good hand motion. I only knew the words, and that's because my kids have taught it to me. They've learned it here in Sunday school at the congregation we serve and in worship for kids, and so they often sing it. Maybe you should sing it for us. All right. Here goes. Put on love every day. Never hide your love away. Don't save love for a special day, but put on love every day. DA. Put on love every day. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a helpful song. I mean, as I was thinking about it, the reason it worked its way into my sermon is because the parable that Jesus told in the gospel reading that day was was a rough one. And as I thought about that parable, it connected. But it's been in my mind as, as I think about that song and that idea of putting on love, being clothed in Christ. I mean, that's how we talk about it as Lutheran Christians. Putting on love means being clothed in Christ, which we are in baptism, but sometimes we get kind of weighed down with some other garments, I think, of in life in this world. But what does it look like to put on love when the news is filled with the atrocities of war and we are half a world away affected by it, watching it, at least for me, feeling really powerless to do anything but live in fear that this is the kind of pain and suffering and terror we are capable of inflicting on one another. So how do we put on love at a time like this? Yeah, I think that question, how do we put on love is one that is like evergreen. It's always a question that's worth asking because if it's not war it's some other kind of violence that surrounds us. How do we put on love in the midst of that? If it's not violence, it's some other fear that grips us. How do we put on love in the midst of fear? If it isn't fear, it is some other kind of uncertainty or tragedy or circumstance that we find ourselves in the midst of that makes it really easy to not put on love, but to put on something else, to, you know, to put on 
anxiety fear or anxiety or vindictiveness or jealousy or hatred. And we can all come up with a gazillion examples of that. And I don't mean like putting on love, you know, that kind of warm, fuzzy feeling, but like putting on the love of action. Like how do we put love into action? How do we put love into action through mercy and through compassion and through empathy and through acts of care and acts of justice? How does that kind of love get embodied in the midst of, you know, so much, um, so much of what humans are capable of doing in this world. Yeah. I've been taking a class this semester called trauma-informed leadership. And one of the things that I've learned is a really common response to trauma is to look for an explanation, a way of taking in the experience or the information in a way that protects ourselves from it. So that helps us to kind of leave our worldview intact, which often means sort of denying the depth of suffering, not acknowledging the the heartache or the pain in its fullness, or looking for somebody to blame. Something that says, uh, this could never happen to me. And I think that's a real temptation, at least as I hear about the atrocities of war, and as I feel so powerless in the face of this escalating conflict, it's really tempting to kind of think, at least it's not happening here in the U.S. at this moment in time, or, you know, at least kind of anything that you could finish that sentence with, at least. It's not me at some level, right? And I think that idea of putting on love compels me to see the face of Christ in those who are experiencing this and to remember our common humanity, which also means coming face to face with our shared vulnerability. Yeah. That none of us are immune to the kind of fear and tragedy that is unfolding. That can be an act of love. Yeah. I think as part of that, I mean, one of the things that I have been trying to do, not continuously by any means, but on a regular basis over the last, you know, couple of weeks since this war started to unfold is to make sure that I am listening to and reading about firsthand accounts of people who are living through the midst of this war, both Israelis and Palestinians because in hearing their stories, in hearing their voices, I just become really aware of how they are like me, you know, people trying to live their lives, people trying to do their best in the midst of, you know, really horrific, terrifying experiences. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just one of the ways that I have been trying to put on love is by simply listening and paying attention and opening my empathy to others' experiences. Yeah. And that love builds relationships. You and I both know people who live there right now. I mean, we both are connected to a few missionaries who live and work in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Jordan and the Holy Land. Yeah, And that at least for me makes it a little bit easier 
to see the people who are experiencing this as, as connected and as like me, because we already have a relationship, because I know them, because I've mm-hmm. talked with them, because I've sat next to them. And that makes it a little bit more real. But it also makes it more real. Back in 2005, when I used to serve on the council for the Lutheran World Federation, we had a council meeting there. We tried to meet in member churches around the world. So that was really cool for me. I got to travel about once a year to some far off location. But what made it so cool is these far off locations, right? You know, I traveled to Tanzania. I traveled to to Palestine, Jerusalem, Palestine. I, I traveled, I think, to every continent except South America. But I traveled to places where there are Lutheran Christians, which is really amazing because in terms of culture and language and skin color and all sorts of other measures, we had nothing in common, but we had and have our faith in common. We, we believe in, and we love the same God who calls us to love one another. And so when we traveled in 2005 to Jerusalem, we got to visit Augusta Victoria hospital which is a ministry of the Lutheran World Federation. So it's run by the Lutheran World Federation. It's on the Mount of Olives, which, I mean, if there is ever a place that says peace, (laughs) it's the Mount of Olives, right? Or at least we hope, we hope that's the message it communicates. And, you know, it struck me even then how important our witness in that place was not a witness that is talking about God's love, but a witness of embodying it. Mm-hmm. There were, Augusta Victoria Hospital had these big, they were like 12 passenger vans and they said Lutheran World Federation, maybe also Augusta Victoria Hospital on the side. And these vans would go through the security checkpoints to pick up Palestinians, mostly actually children who needed dialysis and bring them back through the checkpoint to receive their treatment at the hospital. And, you know, dialysis, you need multiple times a week. So these vans would go back and forth, literally bringing children, many of whom, I mean, most of whom were not Christian, you know, many Palestinians are Muslim, brought them to receive the treatment that was quite literally keeping them alive. Putting on love looks like that, right? It looks like crossing borders, literally or figuratively, it looks like providing basic life needs. And so now, as I I think about what is happening in this part of the world, I find this tiny sliver of hope, knowing that our partners, our brothers and sisters in the faith are there on the ground, still bringing love, putting on love. And, you know, might not, maybe it still looks like the van that's driving people to where they need to be, but I'm hoping it also looks a lot like food and shelter and compassion and kindness and presence and medical attention and all the things. Yeah. Because love needs to be an action word. Yeah. One of the things that I'm really grateful for about the, being a Lutheran Christian is that, as you've highlighted, you know, our church has a really strong commitment and a long commitment of being active around the world in putting on love, you know, providing for 
basic needs in the aftermath of of tragedies, but also of just finding active ways to make love visible around the world in people's lives. I am grateful to be a part of a church that does that. And that it is ultimately about the relationship. It's about getting to know our neighbors and finding that common humanity. We talk about putting on love or being clothed in Christ, but it is also about seeing the face of Christ in one another. And as tempting as it is to look for the things that divide us, those are just sowing the seeds of the hatred and the vitriol and the fear and all the stuff that keeps us apart. And that's putting on love is what brings us together. And it's really where, where our hope lies. It's where my hope lies. That's for sure. I know it is for you too. Absolutely. Thanks for this conversation and the grounding in, and asking ourselves kind of where and how can we put on love, but it probably starts at least with seeing one another as fellow children of God. And remembering that we have a spirit that lives in us and with us and through us. And so when we don't have it, when we don't have the love within us, there is a spirit that is leading us to places of love. Yeah. That spirit that intercedes with sighs too deep deep for words words. that, that leads us and guides us. Absolutely. Abby, I hope that you have lots of opportunities to put on love this week. I am sure I have lots of opportunities (laughs) every day. Now the the real (laughs) prayer is that I take, that I take up, take some of those up. Yeah, me too. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. wherever this week takes you. We hope our conversation has given you something to sustain you between Sundays. Subscribe to Between Sundays wherever you listen to podcasts.